morning, good morning, good morning, each and every one of you. Welcome to the Point of Praise Family Life Center morning service. We are honored that you chose to join us this morning. And it is my privilege to welcome you on behalf of the Point Leadership, Pastor Brown, and all the Point welcome you this morning. My name is Sister Renette Mulianti. I am honored to stand before you this morning, bring the message for today. I want to thank, first of all, God for giving me this opportunity. I want to thank my pastors, your child, senior pastor Charles, and lead Pastor Brown for giving me this opportunity. So let us all look to the Lord now. We're going to open up and praise and just worship and just settle ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this glorious morning that you created before time began. I thank you that you know each and every person that has called in, that has logged in, that is watching. You know their situations. You know their family situation. You know their need. And so, Father, we present them before you. And we ask that you intervene, you, you heal, you touch, you deliver, and you provide. In Jesus' mighty name and now. Spirit of the living God, we just invite you in. I'm praying that I speak all that you have asked me to speak this morning. But we look to you now, Spirit of the living God. We invite you into this place and into this time. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you. I don't like to sing, but I feel a nudge. <laughs> so I'm just going to just look to the Lord and by faith I'm going to just sing a couple of verses. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Omnipotent Father, have mercy on us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Omnipotent Father, have mercy on us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Thank you for your presence. We thank you for the anointing that breaks every yoke. Hallelujah, that sets people free. And today is a day of deliverance for many. Hallelujah. And the Lord has directed me today. And my assignment is to share about the hijacking. I think most of you heard, I think it was last week when we had the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, how he ordered MiGs to intercept a passenger airliner, hallelujah, budget European airliner, and forcibly remove an opposition journalist and his girlfriend, and they threw them in jail. And the whole of Europe was in shock. The whole world was in shock. And that kind of brings me to where we want to go this morning, about how the enemy in this season, his primary goal is to interrupt 
and to hijack, not Holy Spirit, because he can't dare hijack Holy Spirit, but he can hijack the way that we feel. He can hijack the way that we think about Holy Spirit. And most of all, he has hijacked the need, the very necessary need of the presence of Holy Spirit in our very being, in our lives, minute to minute. And I repeat that it's about the way that we think, the way that we feel, and the abstract thought that the enemy has just displayed and put over the whole planet. That Holy Spirit is not necessary. Some people don't know him. They don't recognize the power and the necessity that he has for each and every believer and non-believers. The Bible says that in the last days that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Believers come to the Lord because Holy Spirit is at the door of their hearts knocking. So it's not just us that have autonomy or the privilege of knowing him. He is moving. He is very real. And we are praying today that God will begin to speak to us in a new way through his spirit that we can begin to desire, that we can begin to hunger and thirst for him more than our necessary food. And that's the message today. The primary goal of every believer beyond your purpose, beyond your giftings and, and growing in your giftings and, and pursuing love, the primary goal every believer in this season is to pursue deeper, more intimate relationship with the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. We had a Bible study the other day, and I'm going to make this quick because there's going to be ministry at the end. Glory be to God. I want to give Holy Spirit a, a, a chance to take over, not just my life, to take over this service and this morning. Glory be to God. It is not by coincidence because I've been searching more than anything else. And God, because of his mercy and his grace, he's directed me to ministries, to books, to, to, to everywhere I look. I'm learning something new. It became a reality because I don't know when it started. I put everything aside and I came after the spirit of the living God in prayer. In every thought, everywhere I am, I turn down the worship music, speaking in my heavenly language, praying. I pursued him intentionally, but the hunger came from inside. And I want to share some of the truths that have been revealed to me through others and through himself, because he comes first. And so that we can begin to see the need for Holy Spirit in this season. The Bible study, the first question was, have you noticed that people have left the church in the greatest numbers, the greatest falling away that we've seen so far, even before COVID? Our youth, once they leave church, they go off to college or they go off to pursue, you know, jobs or whatever. They go into the workplace, the marketplace, they leave our homes. Everything, it seems, is pulling them away from what we've taught what God has been calling them to do, 
And, and the question that the lead pastor brought in the Bible study, it bothered me. And I prayed, said, Lord, this is true, but what, what, what do we do? What is it? So you know what, what the answer is? We never filled them with the Holy Spirit. We brought them to church. I myself will be the first one. My daughter said to my son in the past, oh, I don't feel like going. I said, you have to go to church. So there's been uh, that influence. You're coming around. You're coming with me. And we've brought them sometimes. We've dragged them to church. We've invited people. We've forced people. But I'm here to tell you that when we do this, when they leave and we no longer control where they live or what they do, then guess what? They ain't, they're not going to church and they're not going to follow. Yes, we've trained them up in the way that we sh they should go, but we want them to continue in the way that we've taught them. And it is impossible. And yes, I'm using that word. It is impossible, not just for our youth, not just for our children. But us as adults, it is virtually impossible to live a victorious Christian life without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. But I'm putting a caveat. You, it is possible to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the Spirit of God and you have other markers, other identifiers. They are gifts other than the vocal, the speaking gifts, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. We are able to recognize the spirit of the living God, the baptism of the living God in an individual, in a believer by these gifts. But I'm going to later on tell you the benefits of receiving the gift of speaking in tongues. And for you, to pray in the spirit. They are two different things, but they are vital in our relationship with Holy Spirit. So I'm saying this because I don't want people to think, well, I don't speak in tongues. I'm filled, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit, so I'm good. You are missing out on a very, very important gift that God himself ordained as a spiritual gift. If you are not speaking or praying in tongues in your heavenly language, and you are not receiving that gift of the Holy Spirit, which will come upon you. That comes from him. But we are able independently and with our own will and in our own hearts to begin to pray in our heavenly language. But at times, it, the Spirit of the living God will come upon you and you will have now that gift. And that is the time that I listen the most. That is the time when you need to tap in the most because now God is downloading and that interpretation will come to you if you are close to him or God has put in the body of Christ people that are able to interpret tongues. So they're important component today of what we're going to be discussing. But before we do that, I want to tell you that I really had to go to God and repent. Because I've taught Sunday school literally in every church that I've been in, a member of. I have been assigned the teaching of children. And let me tell you, I thought and I thought about this, but not once during Easter did I, as I recall, took half of my time away from talking about the death, the resurrection of Christ and the ascension 
to talk about the very power that made it possible. And I had to repent. And I don't know whether I thought they were too young or it wasn't part of the curriculum, but what an oversight that we can talk about Easter or the resurrection of Christ without talking about Holy Spirit. Let me read, let's get to some scripture. G the word of God said, Jesus himself said, and I'm reading from the, um, English Standard Version. I want somebody to help me find that verse. I think I was so excited I forgot. But it's a very common verse. And put it in the chat. Jesus himself said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Benefit. Your goodness. It's the best if I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That's why I love to call him. I love that scripture. Somebody put it in the chat. I don't know how I forgot that. I was so excited about being asked to speak. This It's been on my heart. Somebody find that. This is just before the ascension. The last thing Jesus spoke about before he ascended was Holy Spirit. And the first thing that he spoke about when he saw the disciples was the spirit of the living God. Very important. I don't know how we've missed this all this time. It is to your advantage. Holy Spirit is our advantage. He is the advantage. He is the essential worker in COVID or outside COVID. He is it. And so today, I don't know if you're watching and you don't know Christ. I don't know where you're at or what level in your Christian work, walk you're at. I don't know your relationship. It's between you and God. But we can all desire an intimate relationship with Holy Spirit. And it has to be genuine. And even if you do not feel the need right now, I'm praying that you'll be delivered from everything that is holding you back. So I tear down every stronghold and every high thing that raises itself against the knowledge of God. That is a block between the baptism, the speaking in tongues, and the very presence of Holy Spirit in our lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And some of you may be a little confused or wondering. Well, I, wait a minute. I thought when we become saved, that very instant, the Holy Spirit comes and lives with us. The, mo the moment we accept Christ, yes. The answer to that is yes. The moment we accept Christ, Jesus comes and dwells in us. Spirit of the living God comes and dwells in us. God dwells in us. God himself, the Trinity. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit is the one that really comes and fills our spirit. And he starts the sanctification process. He starts to make us more and more like Christ. We grow in faith. We go from glory to glory. He does that work. But for some reason, when we bring people into the body of Christ, when we get people saved, we do everything. We do the water baptism, which is an ordinance, a sacrament. It is wonderful. I love water baptism. 
but we let them walk out day by day without making sure that they are baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is a separate event. It is all Holy Spirit, but this is a separate event. It has different uses. It is there to empower us. Holy Spirit is the power that we need day by day, minute by minute, to walk this walk, to do this work. And, and I want to give you a few things, a few scriptures, and a few, few things that I need you to note in your little pads. If you have pads, get a paper and pencil. We're going to go through this real quick, and I'm going to pray and believe Holy Spirit for ministry on today. Number one, I want you to realize that we do not have to beg for Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is a gift from God. He is the gift from God. I want you to read Ephesians 5.18. Okay? We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He's a gift. I want you to write down 1 John 5.14-15. through 15. We pray according to God's will. And he hears and answers us. That's the synopsis of that. When we pray according to God's will, he hears us and he answers us. This is going to be important because we are going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Right there where you are. Right there I'm going to pray that you be filled with the Spirit of the living God. And that you are baptized with him. You speak in tongues. We are going to loose goats today. We are claiming the fullness of the gospel. The gospel is everything. The redemption of Christ. The indwelling. That's the term for it. When spirit of the living God lives with us. In salvation. Redemption. Forgiveness of sins through Christ. We are going to pray for the indwelling. And that comes automatically. We are going to pray for the sanctification of the saints. We are going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm praying that this word will that you will receive it with your spirit. The words that I'm saying, please receive them. Begin to talk Holy Ghost with your children. They watch zombies come alive. They watch all kinds of things. They are able to grasp it. I have started, all, when God spoke to me about this, I started with my children. And we're waiting for them to be saved. No, start talking to them about the spirit of the living God. Talk about darkness and light, sin and righteousness. All the discuss the pros and the cons of their lives without Christ. Let him do the work. I, was, I heard a testimony from, a, from, from, a, from an apostle, a bishop who was a nurse. That was a secular job. She's now full-time, of course. She's been full-time for 50 years. And she told me, she was, she was sharing with us, how she was with a doctor from Indonesia, Muslim. They had all kinds of gods. And the doctor came to her and said, there's something about you. I really don't know what it is, but there's always when I see you. So today I want to ask you, what is it about yourself? She said, it's Holy Spirit. It's a person. Where is he? I don't see him. Oh, he lives inside of me. And he gives me wisdom. He tells me what to do. And guess what? He can make you a better doctor. He can lead you in your life and your... That got her. She said, he can help me? He, he, he's willing to? He said, yes. Now, I want you to note, he, this, this doctor was a female, but she wasn't saved. She didn't know the Lord. She said, I have my own gods, but you're saying this 
Holy Spirit, this person will accept me. I'm going to ask you the question, do you want him? You said, yes, I want him. Who wouldn't want this? Good joy, you're always happy. I want what you have. This lady, this, this woman of God, right there in a little private office, in the doctor's office, told the doctor to put her hands up and just repeat, Holy Spirit, I want you, I need you, I invite you in. Didn't get them saved. That's not what Holy Ghost said. Didn't wait to get her saved first. No, she was instructed to invite this woman into a relationship with the Spirit of the living God. She repeated this three times. The next, the third time, she was weeping. She was crying like a baby right there in her own practice. And before you could, in a few moments, as she was receiving the Spirit of the living God, she began to speak in tongues. This Muslim doctor worshiping, we don't, I don't know the God that they were talking about. The next day when she came in early, the doctor was waiting. Early she had risen up. She pulled her aside. Come quick, come quick. You won't believe I'm not the same person. But I have a question for you. Who is this man on a cross? He's hanging like this and he's on a cross. I dreamt about him. Glory be to God. I mean, that testimony I wanted to share because it did something to me. We put Holy Spirit in a box. And the enemy has hijacked us. The greatest threat to the, to the devil is a baptized believer. Because he knows you have now tapped into unbelievable power. That he cannot withstand. Glory be to God. And that led to salvation. That encounter with Holy Spirit led to salvation of this doctor the next day. And we sometimes, and the word says that we get saved and then we receive the Holy Spirit indwelling and the baptism. But Holy Spirit did it another way. And I'm encouraging you today. Let us be open. Holy Spirit doesn't belong to the church. God has poured him out on all flesh. He's all inclusive. Let's not exclude other people out. We are going to be invited. And I see it in the spirit. Many of us are going to be invited to places where they do not know God. And we're going to have to respect them in that moment. We're going to have to be led by the spirit. We may have to put on outfits that are different from what we wear. We may have to take off our shoes. I mean, we might, some of us will be invited into mosques. And I prophesy in the spirit of the living God. We are going to be invited in places that some people are not expecting. And Holy Spirit has the right to take us where he wants. He leads us in all truth. But he's the spirit of the living God. He leads us where he wants. He tells us what to say. And he doesn't speak of himself. But he only speaks that which he hears. And he's listening to the father. And he's here to direct our lives. If we will allow him. If we will allow him. So I am here to encourage you each and everybody. About the difference about the difference between the baptism and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I am praying that this word will awaken each of us individually, that we'll begin to tap into, listen more. I have now committed to a, no less than 15 minutes every day speaking in my heavenly language. Every day. More, because I'm driving all the time. No more music. And that's just me. You can find an atmosphere that is conducive for you. 
pray all the time. I'm praying more in the spirit than I've ever done before. And find an atmosphere. Is it when do you feel the presence of God the most? Let me ask you that. Is it during worship? Is it after you've played worship music? That's the time that we need to tap into. Do you feel the presence of God the most? When you feel the glory of God when you're reading your word. That should be a clue to you that I'm going to start there. I'm going to start where I feel the presence of God the most when I'm closest to him. And then from that time on, it spreads and invades your whole life. I want Holy Spirit to invade the life of every believer. Even while you sleep, I want him to be there. And you can feel the glory of God when you're sleeping. I felt the comfort. I felt the anointing. I am sleeping, but I feel his presence. Not just when I'm awake. And he speaks mysteries. Glory be to God. He reveals the heart and the mind of the Father. Who can tell the mind of a man except the spirit of a man? Who knows the mind of God except the spirit of God? You want to know what God is thinking? You want to know his plans for your life? You want to know your purpose? Many of us don't know our purpose. We don't know our calling. He has the answers that you seek. He has the direction your family has to take. He has the direction for your business and for your, for, for your finances and for your future. He's our retirement plan. He's our social security. Glory be to God. I don't have a lot of things stored away, but I am confident. If I, if, can I be real with you for a moment? When God told me I'm going to do a supernatural thing with your credit, I thought I'm going to wake up and my credit score is going to be <laughs> oh, Lord, glory. So I'm going to help you with your weight loss. You're going to lose weight. Glory be to God. Can I keep eating donuts? It doesn't work that way. But little by little, I began to see the moving of God. Use this. Do that. Don't do that. I began to invest in places I never would have. Credit repair. Things that were on my credit were there. And I never even knew. I invested very little money. I'm telling you the outcome has been incredible. He gave me strategies. And that's what we want. There's no strategist. There's no wisdom that you're going to get other than the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We have to take ownership. It is our responsibility to engage him. To inquire of the Lord. That's what it means. And they inquired of the Lord. We have to inquire of the Lord. But Holy Spirit does the inquiring and he brings the feedback. We have to make him known. To know Christ and to make him known. Holy Spirit does that. He does that. And we are wondering. People have no power. Where is the power? We want signs. We want wonders. We want miracles. We are not going to get them because Holy Spirit is the one that brings the power. He's the one that brings the manifestation of the power of the living God. We ourselves, <laughs> we can do nothing. The Bible says we, without him, we can do nothing, Jesus. He's the vine and we are the branches. We can be vessels and we can be conduits of the power of the living God. But Holy Spirit has to be present. Holy Spirit has been around. He would come and anoint people for service. David and Paul and all the prophets and they would pray. And he could... But now he is resident. Glory be to God. 
Jesus made him a full-time resident of earth. If you can begin to understand, he is here, around us, in us. We want to put him to work, saints. We want to put him to work. Pentecost is over, but Pentecost is a way of living. It is not just an event 50 days afterwards. Not just what happened to those people. It is that, but it is so much more. It is so much more. Everything we do, every, the way that we think, the way that we talk, should be Pentecostal, spirit-filled. The way we see people, the way we hear people. We have to watch our ear, ear gates, our eye gates, the things that we say. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you feel I can't, this sounds complicated. This is exhausting. I'm, I'm going to heaven and I'm fine with that. If you have no desire, we are going to pray the desire. Because you have to be kept. And he's the keeper. He's the one who's going to keep you. Glory be to God. It took one man with a red hat and white lettering to infuse this culture with hate. It had few helpers. And the culture was all of a sudden infused with things I had never even heard of, I thought were acceptable. And the highest levels of government. One man and a few people were able to infuse this culture with whatever they had in mind. You and I have to infuse this culture via the internet, via the work, in our workplace, in the marketplace, with the culture of the Holy Spirit and everything that it stands for. He doesn't need your help. He's the helper. He just needs you to open your mouth and your heart and allow him to take over everything that you are. Glory be to God. Let him infuse your car. Let him infuse your home. I pray around my home. I sing this worship music in my car. Your postings on the internet. I love the, I, the Facebook. God has brought me into a season where I didn't want it. I, I, thought, I read things and I was put off. But now I'm there. I'm trying to post something that will encourage someone else. Trying to talk about Holy Spirit. I've seen other people's posts. And then some people post about their business. And I'm always encouraging that. Pictures of their family. How beautiful. You, impo you impo bring something that is encouraging. Huh? Infuse the internet and Facebook with the culture. The Instagram, wherever you are. I don't know about TikTok. I don't go on that. I got too many already. But wherever you are, you just infuse Holy Spirit. Be an agent of change. Be an agent of the Pentecost. And listen to this. Holy Spirit said the reason that the apostles were able to turn the world upside down. And this apostle said the same thing when she was preaching and teaching to us. They were able to turn the world upside down because they did and they said what Jesus did. And said, we can't change from the original. We can't go outside the word of God. We have to stay in the word. Do what they did. Say what the things that we have seen and heard. These we present unto you. And I'm going to give you all the scriptures. I'm trying to finish. I'm trying to break through some of the things that have us bound. So that we can begin to walk in the power and the authority. And live this walk, live this life the way God intended us. He didn't intend for us to walk and live defeated, listening, being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. He didn't call us to be double-minded, 
being tossed by waves. One minute you believe this, the next minute you believe that. Let the Spirit of God be the judge and let him lead you. Glory be to God. So let's look at that. I've said it's a separate and distinct thing. There's a separation between the baptism and the indwelling. Hallelujah. The indwelling occurs at conversion. Salvation is for everybody. Whatever religion, whatever creed, whatever race, we have to remember all are included. Hallelujah. The indwelling makes us eligible now for everything else that Holy Spirit brings. Hallelujah. When he dwells in us, that is an invitation for him to move and invite us deeper. We have to accept his, his invitation. We are supposed to present Christ in a way that people can understand. Keep it simple. It's very important that we don't complicate things. I can't go to a group of people that don't know Christ or don't know anything about Holy Spirit and begin to just spend all the time speaking in tongues. We have to use discernment, we have to use wisdom, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Baptism is for power. Baptism is for power. Baptism by the, with the Holy Spirit, baptism with the Holy Spirit does not make you a better Christian. It makes you a more effective Christian. I have to say that. It doesn't make you better because you're speaking tongues or you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It makes you more effective as a Christian because you have power. You are able to speak with boldness. When the, the Bible says Peter and John, when they, were, when they arrested, after they healed, remember the gate called Beautiful, that man who was lame from birth? And he came eloquently, threw them in jail. All these guys, what are they talking about? We don't want to hear anything about Jesus. Threw them in. He came and addressed the consul, the high priest. They were all there. And he spoke eloquently about Christ and how he had been killed and all these things. And who are Literally what he was saying, we are going to continue to preach the gospel. And these men, the Bible says they were amazed because they perceived that they were not intelligent people. They were not men of learning, but they knew that they had been with Jesus. The Holy Ghost doesn't care about how many degrees, how many letters that you have. This is not about the intellect. We are tapping into a power with knowledge and wisdom and grace and mercy and joy and everything God is. Holy Spirit is the fullness of God and he lives in us. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Why are we not utilizing it? The enemy has hijacked a lot of us in this area. And today we are going to be free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that he can flow the way he wants to flow. Today, this weekend has been prophetic. The heavens are heavy. The clouds are heavy with the anointing. The outpouring is here. And the trickle cannot be avoided. But you have to be in position. You have to desire. You have to hunger and thirst for righteousness. So you can be filled. I can't hunger for you. I can do my own hungering and thirsting. You have to do yours. And if you're not in that place, pray that God gives you the desire to want more of him. And if you want more of God, you can't get him without more of Holy Spirit. There's no way around it. 
Paul asks in 1 Corinthians 12, 29 and 30, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all speak in tongues? But Paul went on to say, we must seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So that alone tells me to all speak in tongues. So we can't judge people just because they don't speak in tongues. That one, God told me that. And I'm telling you that that is not the only marker for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are other gifts, but we have to seek to be filled. You have to seek the baptism. And I'm going further to say, seek to speak heavenly language. Speak to pray in your heavenly language. And pray that you receive that gift. Because that's when Holy Spirit talks to us. The gift of tongues is very important. I'm going to talk about that a little bit and then we're going to pray. Tongues are a prayer language. You are speaking to God. You're speaking with him. You're not just doing all the speaking, speaking to God. You're speaking with him, which means you are listening. You speak in tongues. You're speaking mysteries. You're not speaking to man. And if anyone comes to try to interrupt you and say, I don't understand what you're speaking. That is the one, that is the one time you're allowed to say, I'm not speaking to you. I hate that thing. I'm not speaking to you. It's, I think it's rude. But this is the one time I think it's okay to tell people, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking with Father. Hallelujah. Tongues are a spiritual gift. We're speaking to God and not to man. If you're speaking in tongues and you're in the body of Christ or in a church or in an assembly, you have to have some interpretation because it is prophecy that edifies the church. When we speak in tongues, we edify ourselves. We build ourselves up in our most holy faith. It is us that are benefiting from this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speaking in tongues is a faith activity. Speaking in tongue comes by faith, and that is where most of us are bound. We feel silly when we're speaking something we don't understand. It is a faith activity between you and God. It is one of the manifestations of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Man initiates speaking in tongues or praying in the Spirit, but God initiates the spiritual gift of tongues. Interpretation is needed in that place. But there is no interpretation that is needed when you're praying in the spirit. So don't feel all these pressures. It is speaking in tongues will supercharge you. It's a turbo drive that you need. It has divine purpose. Mark says in 16 and 17, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. It is something we can't ignore. God is a meticulous and very goal-orientated, very purposeful. Why would he tell us to speak in tongues? Why would he make it a gift if we're not to utilize it? Please pursue it. Don't ignore this. The enemy can't hear you. He cannot intercept your language when you speak in tongues. You're speaking mysteries only God can understand. Please go and look at 1 Corinthians 14 and 2. Praying in tongues keeps you. In tune with the Holy Spirit. He knows the mind of God and is trying to download into you. Glory be to God. It strengthens your spirit. It makes your spirit strong. The enemy hates it when you're habitually speaking in tongues. Because you're, you're getting stronger. It's a powerful gift. Praying in tongues builds you up spiritually. But you, beloved, Jude said in 120, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you magnify God. You thank you for this gift. You're, you're sensitizing yourself to the Holy Spirit. You cannot discover naturally the things that come to you by the Spirit if you're not engaged in the Holy Spirit language and his mannerisms. He has to be more real to you. You want to know God's plan for your love, for your life and the plan of your family? Why he created you? You have a question? Ask Holy Spirit. But you can't pray with your own understanding and with your own mind. Hallelujah. You got to pray in the spirit. You got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You got to bypass your natural mind. The mind is something that's such a block for a lot of us. But when you pray in tongues, when you pray in your spiritual language, you bypass your natural mind and you tap into God. I mean, that's the greatest shortcut for me. I'm telling you, when I don't know what to pray, I pray in the spirit. That's my go-to every single time. I'm get, trying to get mad. Somebody's irritating me. I'm beginning to be pushed around. Uh -uh. I go in the spirit. You don't have to know. But inside me, I'm digging deep. I'm edifying myself. I'm not going to be blowing up. I have to be consistent. God is so consistent. He wants us to live consistent lives. I see believers arguing in a heart. Everything is an argument. No, no, no. I, I don't want that. That's not consistency. We have to be walking consistently in the spirit. The spirit is warring with the flesh. They are at war with one another. So we have to win the war by remaining in the spirit. Not lowering our standards. Not compromising. Being holy as he is holy. Keeping the doctrine of the apostles. Glory be to God. So we can infuse the culture. Hallelujah with the Holy Spirit. And we're going to end with these two scriptures and then we're going to pray. We're going to end with 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. The natural mind does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. So if there's any rejection of Holy Spirit, if there's any rejection or any hesitation about speaking in tongues, the natural mind does not accept these things and we break through those boundaries and those barriers right now in the name of Jesus. The natural mind does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. So you're in the flesh when you accept, when you reject these things. The natural mind cannot understand them because they are discerned through the Spirit. Glory be to God. Proverbs 4 and 7. I'm reading from the Amplified. The beginning of wisdom is, get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent, meaning it's the principal thing. It is the most important thing. And in all you're acquiring, get understanding. The Amplified says, actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, and logical interpretation. That's what you have to actively seek. Spiritual discernment, that's understanding. Mature comprehension, Holy Spirit understanding and comprehension, and logical interpretation. Discern the times that we are in. You can't do that. Because sometimes one plus one equals four when you're in the natural. Holy Spirit will make sure one plus one equals two. He'll tell you the things that are to come. He'll speak the truth to you. He'll tell you the Father's mind. And you believe this or not, he doesn't stay confined in your spirit or in your mind. Holy Spirit invades every part of you in your emotions, 
Do you know that when you pray and you're in the spirit and you're walking, you're learning about this relationship and you're cleaving to Holy Spirit, God takes over your emotions. Emotions were not meant to, to rule our lives. God uses emotions that he put in us for his purposes. I cry when the fathers cry. I get upset when the, aunt, when the father has righteous indignation. When he's correcting, I feel the, feel the correction of God. And my intonation and my prayer changes. He, he has taken me over. And I want the same for you. Human beings are infallible, but I'll tell you there's grace when you're pursuing Holy Spirit. And there's redemption when you're rece receiving Holy Spirit for those mistakes. And he leads you right back where you're supposed to be. Glory be to God. Pursue him with everything that you have, brethren. Come after him. Peter says, strive to make your calling and your election sure. <laughs> strive. God has chosen us after the world. Before time began, he knew we were going to be his children. He, he marked us for kingdom before we were even created from the beginning of time. Those things make me want to weep. What an investment. There is a responsibility that we have. There is a response that is required. We have to partner with Holy Spirit so that we can walk out. Our, this Christian walk, that we can fulfill our purposes. And, I'm, and today I'm here to invite you into this relationship. How do we do this? We're going to pray for now for those people. Glory be to God. Time for us to minister and close. We're going to invite Holy Spirit now into each home. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. If you don't know Christ and, and everything that I've been saying, you don't quite understand, but you feel a nudge that there's something that is, is pulling you. Well, that something is a someone. And that's the spirit of the living God that we are talking about. And he's knocking at the door of your heart. And he wants to transform your life. He wants to be your friend. The Bible says there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus wants to be your friend. And he already paid the price. The whole thing is done. It's a done deal. Your sins will be forgiven. And if you want that, if you want him to be Lord of your life, I'm going to pray this prayer. And I want you, wherever you are at, in your car, in your home, in your city, wherever you're at, just repeat after me. Father, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. I believe that if I ask for your forgiveness, your word says that you will forgive me and you'll remember my sin no more. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, that he was born of a virgin, that he lived and he died for my sin and that he ascended and is seated at your right hand. I believe that I'm filled with the spirit of the living God even now. And I thank you for forgiving my sin and fulfilling me with your spirit. And I want you to add this last part. Father, your word says that if I ask according to your will, that you hear me and you ask and you answer my prayer. Father, I'm asking you at this time for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God. For those who have given their lives and have said this prayer, I thank you. And we welcome them into the kingdom of God. We declare that you are born again. That you have been translated from darkness into light. 
And we are telling you that the Spirit of God dwells within you right now. And this is not emotionalism. This is not something that you have to feel. It is by faith that you have received Christ. And He is there. You have believed with your heart. And with your own words, you have accepted Him. And He's living inside of you now. And now I pray the fire of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit to come upon you now. Now, in the name of Jesus, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. New believers, please, we go to the app right now and log in where you see new believers. Click on that. We want to get materials to you. We want to get men and women of God to minister to you, to help you. But I'm telling you, you're, you are not the person you were before this prayer. In the name of Jesus. And for all of you that have known Christ. Yes, you got the word of baptism. You were baptized into Christ Jesus. You went in the pool. Glory be to God. You're saved. You're redeemed. But you're not quite sure about this baptism. You have never experienced the anointing, the power of God falling upon you to empower you. If you have never felt that, now I want you to raise your hands wherever you are. Doesn't matter. Just raise your hands now. It is the will of God. And so we are praying according to the will of God that you be, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Spirit now in his fullness to empower you for purpose and for victorious Christian living in the name of Jesus. Be filled. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God, glory be to God. We thank you, Spirit of the living God, for the refreshing. We thank you for a new anointing. We thank you for a new desire. We thank you for hearts that are now turned towards you, inquiring minds and hearts that we want to know more about you and that we will know you. In the name of Jesus, we will walk with you. We will be all that God created us to be because you are in our lives more intimately. We give you authority. We give you power over every area of our lives. We hold nothing back. Invade our every, every lifestyle. We invade our homes, our businesses, our money, our tithing, our giving, our offerings. Invade our children, our families, our workplaces. Be real. We want you to be real, Holy Spirit. More real than the people that we see. We accept your leadership. We accept your governance. We accept your love. And I end on this. Don't forget, Holy Spirit operates in love. If you're shaming people and you're trying to, to do, that's not Holy Spirit. If you're trying to exclude people, that's not Holy Spirit. So we're going to obey the commandment of love, the first commandment. We're going to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. All your might love God. And we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves. And Holy Spirit will empower us to do this. And to win souls and to be loving people. To be victorious people. People that can look the enemy square in the eye. And call him what he is, a defeated foe. And take back this country. And take back our neighborhoods and our family and our children from the grips of hell. Thank you. For the infusion, Holy Spirit, into our culture. 
thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We thank you, God, for your word and for the anointing on this morning. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you want to give, give us the spirit leads. But remember, you have to be joyful. <laughs> the Lord loves a cheerful giver. You got to give cheerfully. Give what he tells you. Please call our number for safe and secure giving, 845-253-9216. I repeat, to give online, you can go into our app. You can use Give Plus, or you can just call this number, 845-253-9216, and you can give there securely. God bless you as you give. Hallelujah. Welcome to our new visitors on today. I hope you, in, you, you were part of the, and fully engaged in this morning. We want to welcome you. And we, we have special information that we want to give you and a special welcome outside of this service. So if you would please call 845-209-1303. All visitors, again, please call 845-209-1303. We have a special welcome for you. And we just, we just pray that um, as we continue to, to gather together out in the parking lot, starting soon and inside the sanctuary, that we'll be able now to have our leaders come in. We are hoping, I'm praying, I'm believing God. That is my prayer, that we're going to move now to schools of the spirit, laying hands on people and, and getting people speaking more. In, I mean, it's, it's wonderful when we're worshiping and we're, we're feeling the presence of God, but it shouldn't be confined to praise. And so we thank you for, call, for tuning in. We thank you for sharing this time with us. God bless you. Leave in the anointing and in the power of the Holy Spirit. May he guide you and in all truth, may he lead you. May he show you the Father's heart. And may he bless you and strengthen you on the inside that you may be able to live in the spirit and not in the flesh. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. God bless you all. We'll see you on Tuesday for Bible study. God bless you. Hallelujah.